When it comes to storms, I'm always happiest when they're over. But today on Bridges, we're gonna talk about the lessons that we can learn in the storm. Welcome to Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter. So glad that you could join us. You know, we can learn lessons every single day in all different kinds of situations, but there's nothing like those lessons that we learn in the storms of life. And that's what we'll be talking about today. And my guest today is Julie Coleman. And Julie, good to have you back again on Bridges. Thank you, my pleasure. So the storms, Julie, do you like being in the storms of life? No. No, me Do neither. not. <laughs> me neither. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, the one storm we all think about with Jesus is the, the storm at sea. Yes. When, uh, but I want to point something out that I hadn't thought of before. Or, but I, Well, I have, but I didn't write it in my article. But it, they were doing exactly what Jesus said to do. Yes. Get in the boat, row to the other side. And they, they were right on track. Nobody was doing anything wrong. Right. But then this storm comes along. Right? Yep. And unexpected and, and scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were real fishermen who were used to those kind of things, mm -hmm. but they were terrified. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. And I think about, I mean, if you've ever been in any kind of inclement weather that is scary, mm -hmm. how frightening because we realize how small we really are. Like, right, I've been in the car before when like a torrential downpour mm -hmm. or strong winds, and you have that moment of recognition that, well, well, I thought I was okay with driving this car, but now it's so not okay. And mm -hmm. I can't imagine how they felt, and this is exactly what Jesus told them to do. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when the storms of life happen, it is not necessarily an indication that we right or anybody else has done anything wrong, mm -hmm. the lesson part of it is that storms happen in life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it didn't stop them from being afraid. <laughs> no, no. And the only one that wasn't afraid in that boat was Jesus. I know. Right? And they yeah. woke him up and, and he, you know, he got up and, and told the, the wind and the waves, be still. Yeah. And just like that, you know. And the thing is, the disciples, they had seen Jesus in action a whole lot of time. You know, it, they, they'd watched him heal the sick, raise the dead, you know, um, the lame could walk, the, the dumb could speak, the blind could see, yeah. all these things that were happening with him, all those miracles, feeding the 5,000. And every single time they learned something new about mm -hmm. him, but they didn't know anything about this. Right. Not about him stopping nature. Yeah. That's right. Right? Yes. It's a, that's right. And I think also, and we, we all know this, like when it happens, like with other people, sometimes it's easier to believe for other people mm. and their storms than it is for us. Like this happened to them. They, they were the ones in the boat. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. With all of the, the winds and the waves coming, and it wasn't just Jesus helping other people. It was they were in trouble, and they needed him, and he was sleeping. <laughs> And I think about that, that he was sleeping, but, you know, he's the Prince of Peace. Mm. And he was able, obviously, and still able to control nature. He was able to stop that. And so that was yet a new revelation of Jesus. And I Mm. think if I could remember when I'm in a storm, that maybe this is an opportunity for a deeper revelation or to learn something new about Christ or to see him move in my life in a different Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what he's done in the past, but there's still more to learn. Always more to learn because he's eternal, you know, and he's greater than anything that we know on earth. He (laughs) he describes himself in different ways, sometimes with human characteristics or other ways that we would understand but that doesn't mean that's all there is to him. Right. 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 Yeah. And I think that I'll speak for myself. I could do better at recognizing at the beginning of a storm that yet this is another opportunity to grow in faith, mm-hmm. to learn more about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you shared in the devotional that I mm-hmm. uh, read about Lesson in the Storm about your Aunt Faye. <laughs> do you remember that story? Oh, boy, do I ever. <laughs> it's one of those stories that we still, to this day, talk about. And mm. it was 42 years ago, wow. a long time ago. But um, my husband was in grad. We were first married. It was my first year of marriage. And um, my husband was in grad school, so he wasn't making any money. He was just schooling full time. And I was working at a teaching job for $7,000 a year. Mm. It was the 70s, but that still wasn't a yeah. lot of money. <laughs> but anyway, um, and so my Aunt Faye unexpectedly calls. She's from New Jersey, and she was coming down to Washington, D.C., which is near where we lived, um, to go to a conference. And she wondered if she could spend the night with us and, mm-hmm. and have breakfast and then you know go off to her conference. But I was thrilled. I loved her to death. Mm-hmm. They used to call me Little Faye when I was a kid. Aww. So I was, I'm a lot like her. But anyway, so, so, she, so we said, yeah, yeah, come, come. This is great. So I thought, okay, I got to make decent breakfast for her. And I, so I figured out, well, you know, eggs and bread and milk. We could, you know, I don't know, we were going to make French toast or whatever. But anyway, I, I looked in my purse. I had enough money for eggs and bread and milk. But we were just coming off of a six-week maternity leave mm-hmm. with no pay. And I just had my son, my first son. And so um, I needed formula for him. And Absolutely. we just had a little bit left. And so we, got, we could make it through to the afternoon. And so I was thinking... We only have enough money for one thing. Can't do both. So my husband and I sat down and I explained. I said, what do, what do you think we should do? And he said, I think we should do the first thing that's needed. And we're going to trust God for the rest. And so mm-hmm. we prayed. And so um, we, I, I went out. I bought the eggs and the milk and the bread. And we had a lovely time with her. Really blessed time. She was a very Christ-filled person. And she, um, she, and she had this nice breakfast and everything was good and and off we went and um and my husband was dropping the baby off and we wouldn't see each other till the afternoon after Mm -hmm. work and school so anyway we came home and uh there was a note thank you note from her wrapped around a 20 dollar bill and she said um the lord just told me you needed this so um but this is you know thank you for the wonderful time blah blah 
And we were just like, oh my gosh, that was enough to buy a couple cans of formula. Mm -hmm. That was all we need. That was what we needed for right then. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I asked my husband, my husband's very, um, very cognizant of the Lord and always trusts him. He's just a wonderful man. But, uh, you know, he, he, I asked him one time, how do you, how are you so good at trusting God? Cause I wasn't there yet. Yeah. And he said, well, I, he said, I've just seen him be faithful so many times in my life. He said, there's no reason not to trust him. That's what the storm does for us. Jesus comes through for us in those moments yes, somehow he whatever he does and he gets us through it and we can look back when the next clouds start rolling in and say okay last time he was faithful and i saw this about him and now i've experienced it and i can trust in that thing amen you know so recounting the faithfulness of god yes for yeah. sure which is amazing because when i hear you tell that story about your aunt Faye and the formula and the breakfast, like that's absolutely frightening. Like you, you can say it easily because you know the end of the story that right. you got $20 to cover everything. But I can't imagine as a new mom, as new parents to think, I have to make this decision between formula and breakfast food. And man, I give you a lot of credit for being excited for your Aunt, Faye, Aunt Faye's visit when you didn't have any money. Yeah. Like that's a lot, but those are the real storms of life. These are the things that happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when he comes through, that's just another, mm -hmm. you know, notch on the belt that I say, yeah, long line of faithfulness there. Amen. You know? Yeah. Um, there's different places in scripture where people leave markers or monuments or whatever when God has been faithful. You think of the stones they piled in the middle of the Jordan River, mm -hmm. or which God rolled back. And, um, and it, there's one place where um, the person who God has, you know, performed this great miracle and they called it Ebenezer stones yeah. where they would lay. And, and so I, I tell people all the time, make your own Ebenezer stone, whether you have a journal or, you know, I don't know, a file on your computer or whatever, but remember these things yes. because that's what you're going to need to fall back on. He did it before he can do it again. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and I have reminders like that in my office at mm -hmm. work and in my home. And sometimes it's just a picture of a place where God did a miracle or a person mm -hmm. or the, and I, and they're just prompts to prompt me to remember what God has done because I have a tendency to forget. Like if the storm is just really coming at me and it's really big, I can forget all of that and just be like, Oh, I don't right. know what I'm going to do. But if I can remind myself that he's, he's been faithful, he's the same yes. yesterday, today and forever. He doesn't change. He's going to come through. The thing is, I just don't know how, mm -hmm. but he's going to come through somehow, some way, and he's going to do what's right, what's yes. best, what's needed. And that's a part of like learning about the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. um, we might have in our minds, I know I do, what he could do, how this could work out, what would be perfect, but he knows far better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always. He always does. Um, when, when the disciples were in that storm, the Bible tells mm -hmm. us that after it was over, that um, uh, they were, we were very scared when the water was pouring in and they were bailing and losing ground. But after they saw Jesus do that, they were terrified. Mm. So, you know, you think the storm was scary. That guy is scary, <laughs> right? 
what he what he did, you know. But they were going to need to know that about him right. because someday they were going to be, you know, witnessing for God in front of very angry crowds and 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 getting beaten and you know th this was not going to be an easy life of being an apostle yeah. but they needed to know that about Jesus and remember that he's that Jesus too yes not just the guy who fed the 5000 this is the guy who made the storm stop exactly right mm. and if he can do that so they needed that so that's why God brought that storm yeah. because they really because they they said who is this man like they'd never met him before <laughs> right and, yeah. and that's what happens God you know, brings us, like you said, deeper Yes. And, and, and shows different things about himself so that we can know him better. And then mm -hmm. that information will help us when the next thing comes right. along. Right. Because he teaches us in different ways mm -hmm. that nothing is too hard for him. Mm -hmm. And for all of us, we need that, those lessons in the storm in different ways, because we, we all have different challenges in different situations for believing. For one person, maybe believing for healing comes easier to them mm -hmm. than another, or believing for finances or for a job, that doesn't seem as hard as mm -hmm. this. But he knows what storm we need, what we right. need to learn in the storm. He knows, I don't know. And so I know that I've had to uh, really remind myself of that, mm -hmm. that God really knows what's right and best. And even though I'm completely scared and unsure, he's not. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus was sleeping in that boat. He's not scared. Um, and I think we have to remember that our faithful God, our strong God, our powerful God, uh, he met you, right, mm -hmm. in a situation with a brand new baby and going to run out of formula with a $20 bill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's amazing. And you know, I always knew he was a provider. Yes. Uh, Jehovah Jireh. And I always knew that he would, you know, that he wouldn't abandon us. You know, those things I knew in my head. Right. But once he took me through it, that mm -hmm. theory right. became reality. Right. And that's what the storm does for us. It takes all of those things we think we know, mm -hmm. but then when push comes to shove, all of a sudden now we've seen it, we've experienced That's it. That's right. It's true. Exactly. And right? it's, it's different when it happens to us. Oh, absolutely. Right? Well, I can read about the storm in the Bible and I can say amen and I do and I learn from it and I do, mm -hmm. but it's quite a different thing when I'm in some kind of a storm and I just think, I don't think I'm going to make it. I mean, I'm experiencing all the things, the fear, the sorrow, the I don't know what's next. It's different when it happens to us. And that's what mm -hmm. the, that's part of the lesson in the storm is that he comes through for us, that he is a personal God while he's watching over everything. And while he doesn't sleep and while he doesn't slumber and he delights in our details and he perfects all that concerns us. Right. Mm -hmm. But he's a personal God. Mm -hmm. You know, he met Very you personal. and the new baby and the yes. formula. And I can't imagine six weeks unpaid maternity leave. That's a long time to go with no income, mm -hmm. right? And your husband's in full-time schooling. Mm -hmm. So you needed to see the Lord move in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 and that was an ongoing thing the whole time he was in, in grad school. And uh, so many times God provided when we just didn't know what was going to happen next. Yeah. That 
you know, now all these years later, something happens and we say, well, that's okay. Cause God's, God's got it, you know, right. and, and, and I can say it with total confidence, mm. you know, and if he takes us through a time when we have to starve, you know, it happens, but I'll assume that in his goodness, he's doing that for a reason. Right. Right. And I, I think that that's part of the whole thing about whether it's the storms of life or suffering or anything else is that we really um, need to be convinced of the goodness of God. Yes. And there's no way to be convinced of that except to be in relationship and to be in his word because everything that happens is not good. Mm-hmm. And the, the uncertain things that we see happen in the world and we have to know that Yes, I mean, we don't live in denial. Those things happen, but our God is good. Even if he doesn't answer our prayers in a way that we would have interpreted as good or that makes mm-hmm. him look good, we have to be convinced that he always does what is right and what is best and that this isn't it. Mm-hmm. There's more to come. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's extremely important to navigating the storms of life is understanding God is good. Mm-hmm. That's number one for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How did you, I know that's a part of your foundation, right? And you're you're not just a Bible teacher and author and a speaker, but a wife and a mom and and just a person and friend. How did you come to that place that you had that foundation to know that God is good? I think it was through those storms. Yeah. Uh, and, And the many times that he did provide and, and, what he did above and beyond what I could have ever asked to think of, yes. you know, and, and, and all the times that he is good now. But the thing is like, like I tell people, you, you can't, you can't play off of somebody else's life and how God feels because he's very, like you say, very personal yes, he is, and he does exactly what we need. And so we can't say, well, if he did that for you, then he'll do that for me because that's right. not really, that's not a dependable statement because God never says that. No, he doesn't. I mean, I look at how Jesus interacted with women, which was the subject of my first book and um, unexpected love. And, and every time one of these women approached him, he met them in a different way. Yes, he did. Yes, like he did. Exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm. And then he moved them forward into a relationship mm-hmm. with him. But it was amazing. Not one conversation looked like the other. Right. Every person he dealt with as individual. Right. So we can take away from that that we can't expect God to do for us what he might do to other people That's right. Uh, or for other people. Just We just have to say that, that don't look at that. Look at who he is. Amen. Because and trust him. Right. In some people's life, it might seem that he gives them a very quick answer. Mm-hmm. And for us, it might be that there's a lot of waiting. And I know that I've complained to God about that. And I've looked at other people and think, well, they don't, they don't have to, you know, they didn't have to wait, blah, 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 blah. But he knows what I need. He knows what lessons I need to learn in the storm Mm -hmm. and what I need for me to mature in faith and my development. And so, again, being keyed into his goodness that he knows in the lesson in the storm and that he, well, he never uh, breaks his own word. We know that Mm -hmm. his word is forever true. He does work in our lives differently. I mean, just if you just look in the gospels, the way that he heals people, it's differently. It's different. It's never the same cookie cutter approach. And I guess, I don't know, but I guess if he would have done that, we would all be trying to follow that (laughs) cookie cutter, right? Like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. And what he's really saying is 
We need to follow the Holy Spirit. We need to obey his word mm -hmm. and let his plan unfold. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we just can't, there's no, there's no formula. No. I mean, there's things we can count on as true. Yes. Of things about his character, but there's no, first he'll do this, then he'll do this, you know, and people try to put him in that box. Yes, they do. And we just got to be really careful about that because right. he's not a God to be boxed. Right. And, and what that can do is cause people to really become disillusioned in their faith mm -hmm. because if the expectation is that God is going to do in Monica Schmelter's life exactly how he did in Julie Coleman's mm -hmm. and that if he doesn't, uh, then that there's something wrong with me or whatever, there's going to be disappointment and eventually disillusionment. Yes. Yes. So when I see people who are in stages of, um, of what that new term is now of deconstructing their faith, I know that whether that happened quickly in their heart or slowly over time, that somehow, more than likely, that person probably got disappointed. Mm -hmm. uh, somehow, some way, whatever expectation that they had of God, it didn't get met in the way that they thought. Mm -hmm. And I and I think we have to grow up, like beyond that. It's it's. In the natural, it's scary, but in the supernatural, it's faith. It's it's your will, Lord. Whatever mm. whatever that is that you have for me, that's what I want. And I don't want what you don't want. And I want to learn what you want me to learn in this storm. Mm -hmm. And keeping open to him. Yes. Looking for where he's at work. Yes. Trying to stay in communication all the time. Right. That makes a big difference. Yeah, I think that's part of what you're talking about when you were talking about recounting <clears throat> the faithfulness of God, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes when I'm in a storm of life, my mind wants to go here, there, and everywhere. And one of the things I can do to slow that down is, you know, there's a journal where I've outlined some of the major things that he's done. And I can go back and I can read that out loud. I've got my prayer box that I have where I penned some of the, my earliest prayers to the Lord when I was a teenager, and I can pull those back out there and see how, you know, he saved my entire family, the, the, the tremendous things that, that he did, that he answered a teenage girl who wrote in different color ink. And I wrote silly things, Julie, like I put an asterisk next to a prayer request and I said, asterisk means special attention, Lord. I mean, <laughs> ridiculous. Casey missed it. <laughs> exactly. I'm just trying to help him out, you know. But I look at that in those in the storms of adult life, and it helps me remember that he is faithful. Mm -hmm. He didn't let me down then. He's not going to let me down now. Might not like all what I have to go through or walk through, oh, but he's got it. Yeah. He's got it. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's in... A, a storm of life and they're just Julie not even sure like what the lesson might possibly mm -hmm. be well the lesson will be something that won't come to quite some time I think yeah you know and yeah. and you uh, we've got this we have a lifetime span when we know the Lord of just learning more and more about him yes. I mean it never we never run dry no. on that I mean there's no. always something more always learning right exactly and and just to hang in there and understand that this is a process and he's teaching me about him, but a relationship takes time yes. and it, it is a process where you're 
sharing more of your heart, where you're learning to trust be better, all of those things that you would do in a normal relationship, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, my, my husband was at, uh, down in Fiji. He was a missionary for a year, and he was helping at a Bible college, little Bible college, and this wonderful man was a great speaker and, and just a really super teacher. And so he's an older man, gentleman, and so he gave this really especially good class. And all, afterwards, all the students gathered around and said, how long did it take you to prepare for a class like that? And he said, oh, about 45 minutes and a half an hour. Oh, wait, 45 years and a half an hour. <laughs> but that's how it is with our faith, too. Yes, it is. You know, the more we experience of him, the more he shows us of him, the stronger we're going to be. And so it's just part of the process going through this storm. So be yes. patient right. when you're in it. Right. Because he has things for you. This is not, you know, the Bible tells us he holds our tears in a bottle. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, of course, it's a metaphor, but it's just this whole idea of he, nothing, he misses nothing. That's, he wastes not one minute. That's right. Right? That's right. And when it comes to the storms of life and suffering, if we can understand that he hasn't missed any of it, nor has he just watched it and been aloof or indifferent, He's that that's not who he is. He cares for us. Mm -hmm. And so even as you mentioned that metaphor of collecting our tears in a bottle, he loves us. Mm -hmm. Our tears are not meaningless to him. Mm -hmm. He's not like, oh, Monica, I'm, I'm going to fix this all up for you later. So stop it. He understands that we have to process things. Right. He, he understands that we live in real time and that we don't know what's next. I love that scripture uh, from the book of Psalms that he knows our frame, our, our frames that they are but dust. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he knows that we're not just all powerful. We don't know everything, every second, every moment of the day. He's aware of that. He mm -hmm. knows that uh, it takes a lot for us to trust, you know, He's yeah, so trustworthy. He's teaching us to trust. Exactly. Like, yeah. this is how it's done. <laughs> so and we ask, well, God, give me more faith. Mm. He says, okay. Uh, <laughs> Get ready for a windstorm. Right. Because yeah. we think, right, that it's just going to be a quick lesson. Here's how you increase your faith, Julie, right? And he's like, oh, no. You're going to be some storms, <laughs> some torrential downpours. And in that, you're going to mm. learn to stand, having done all to stand. This is how we develop patience and character and maturity right. and all of these things um, in the storms of life. And all that theory that we had about God that we've learned now is reality. Yes. It, you know, it's like, you know, when I sat down on this couch, I when I stood in front of the couch, I thought that couch will hold me. Sure. I won't fall to the floor if I sit on that couch. But that was theory. And, but when I sat down on the couch, now that's experience. Now you know. That's things that, you know, and I think mm -hmm. I'll never think anything more about that couch again because right. it's proved to be reliable. reliable. Exactly. Right. Well, we are out of time, but thank you so much for coming today. My pleasure. As we talked about the lessons in the storms of life today, we will have uh, the scripture that we talked about and the stories and so forth up on the website and online extras at monicaschmelter.com. And, you know, we are all learning. We're at some place in our lives with the Lord where we're learning the lessons that he's putting in our lives. And he does that for our good so that we can grow and so that we can mature and so that we can grow closer to him as well. So be encouraged today. God is doing a good work in you. I'm out of time. We've got to go, but I say goodbye and God bless you. 
Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. And let me say this to you, if you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicashmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Prayer changes things. If you need prayer, visit ctntv.org slash prayer today to submit your prayer request. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.